Hey everyone, it's Steve Glenn from Experience Milwaukee. Before we get into this episode with Indeed, I just want to give a huge shout and welcome to a new podcast sponsor, Few Spirits. That's F-E-W-Spirits.com. Check them out. This was the best bourbon that I had never tried. So, So delicious, so smooth. Um, they also do some great uh, gin products as well. Check them out, uh, but welcome them to the the uh, Experience Milwaukee sponsor family. And now, Black Belt Theater. does you shut um, it you shut ask, it he'll ask me he'll ask me to set the show up and then two seconds into me starting he'll interrupt me with something fine <laughs> fine you're gonna start the show go adam go yeah ladies and gentlemen experience experience milwaukee, milwaukee. <laughs> is very 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 excited to announce that we have Tom Wizenend. Wizen. Oh, I already got it wrong, didn't I? No, I didn't. No, you had it right. Tom Wizenend. Idiot. Wizenend. Wizenend. I know. I second guessed myself immediately. Um. Well, that's a great start to the show, isn't it? Adam, it's a perfect start. Boom. Done. Boom. Done. Clock it. Drop the mic. Let's let's not even record. It was perfect. <laughs> Um, I'm actually, I'm Tom, we're really excited to have you on today because we have over the last probably three weeks as we've been recording multiple episodes of podcasts, um, we've been drinking indeed brewings beer. Cool. I've gone, I've, I've been hitting the shenanigans pretty hard. Um, I've definitely had day tripper and I don't remember the name of the lavender honey the purple can LSD. Oh, it is my favorite. LSD. The yeah. LSD one. Oh my god! That's, I didn't that's know the I could name for it, but the the government <laughs> accepted name is something different. Yes, <laughs> smart. My There's a story behind that that I can tell you. <laughs> my my history with Indeed goes much further back than Adams. Like two, at least two weeks ahead of Adam. On, on the whole history of Indeed. <laughs> yeah, so you've been, you, it's been five weeks for you? <laughs> Approximately. No, actually, um, <laughs> before the whole, before everything started, I had uh, um, a friend of mine invited me to one of the Wednesday, uh, like, give back days at Indeed yeah. at the, in the tap room. And so I discovered it that way. Cool. It's a great way to discover us. It's yeah, and it's a, such a beautiful tap room. But we'll get into all that. Um, Adam, you know who this, I know. We got way ahead of ourselves. We, yeah, <laughs> you know who this show is sponsored excited. by, right, Adam? I think I might name Transfer off. Transfer Pizzeria and yes. Cafe. Yes, nice. and Cafe. Yes. Cut me off again. Sorry. Unbelievable. 
<laughs> and our friends at Cost Stereophones. Um, I'm wearing mine tonight. Are you wearing yours, Stephen? Always. I wear them in the shower. That is super dangerous, but cool, man. Yeah. Well, I got a long cable from the phone. And I just, you know, <laughs> or I Bluetooth it. No, I like this. I like this long cable talk. I got an extension cable for mine, so it sits on the sink, and I and I shower with my headphones on. My Why ears wouldn't, have never been dirtier. Well, I wouldn't bring my phone into the shower. That's just silly. Yeah, that that's the stupid part of it. Yeah. So, Tom, uh, this is how uh, this is typically how the podcast goes off the rails. It's quickly. great. Yeah. Um, I yep. love it. I, I have I have a. So you're talking to at so Adam's a true beer guy. He okay. he rates them. I'm not a, I'm not a false beer guy. You're well. not a false. <laughs> You're true. And he f- takes photos and he does videos and you know all kinds of stuff with beer. It's some some of it gets a little, uh, I don't know, but uh, abstract. We don't judge, right? Abstract. And uh, so we, in all honesty, we are two huge fans. We're probably late. Uh, late to the table here, late to the jumping on the bandwagon, but um, two huge fans, and not just of the beer, but of the people uh, of Indeed. And so we're, we're, we're really curious, like, let's pretend no one's ever heard of you, or yeah. Indeed. What's the backstory? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, first of all, guys, thanks for having me on. Um, really cool to be here, Steve and Adam, and Really appreciate you inviting me on the show on this podcast. Um, so yeah, the backstory on Indeed. Uh, if you go way, way, way back in time, <laughs> um, it was probably like 2008, and I was working as a photojournalist. So Adam, your photographer, it sounds like very cool. Um, <laughs> I was working as a photojournalist, and I had landed this great job at the Star Tribune in Minneapolis, which is the the big paper here. And uh, right around 08, if you remember, everything kind of can we swear on this show? You can do whatever the hell, the hell you, you want. want. All right. Well, the economy went in the shitter, and uh, newspapers went in the shitter along with it. And mm-hmm. um, I was sort of like kind of last one in, first one out there, and ended up found, I found myself just waiting tables at a local brew pub, Town Hall Brewery in, uh, in Minneapolis. And at the time, I'd sort of come from this world of newspapers, which was on it's kind of on its way out, at least the the incarnation that had been, you know, going on for a while. It was like the old days were leaving and the news were coming and, you know, private equity was trying to figure it out. And it wasn't very much fun to be there. And I go to this new world of uh, craft beer and working in a brewery, you know, and everybody's super cool and super laid back and people were excited about the product. You know, nobody wanted to buy newspapers, but people wanted to buy beer. <laughs> and, uh, I, and, you know, I got to know the owner of the place and it just, I was just waiting tables and just making ends meet. You know, I was in my twenties and I thought this is cool. And I thought, what if I got into this? And and then I learned like what an assistant brewer made at town hall. And I realized I couldn't afford to do that. I had just gotten out of college and, and needed to make more money than that. And so I kind of went back to being a photographer for a while um, at a local university. And it was a kind of a really good cushy job. And uh, it afforded me a lot of time to continue to think about this idea of like, wow, it would be really cool to not only have a brewery, but to run my own business. And, um, and that was kind of really like, you know, it wasn't this like perspective of like, I don't have a degree in business. I actually have a degree from the University of Minnesota in American Indian Studies. So it wasn't like this big 
business calculation of like, oh yeah, I'm going to get into beer and make a bunch of money. It was more of this feeling of like, oh, this is a really cool industry. I really like the people. These are the people I want to surround myself with. It'd be really awesome to be able to employ them. It'd be really cool to make something and have that be beer. And at the same time, uh, my business partner, Nate, at the time, he's a friend of mine at the time, still is a friend. Um, we were just kind of talking about these things. And at one point or another, like I was actually visiting a friend in Seattle and Nate texted me. He's like, we should really do this. And I remember texting him back and just saying, yeah, let's do it. And that was, that was like the first decision where we're like, let's, let's go ahead and get after it. And so, you know, from there, it was this, we were looking at the market back then in, in the Twin Cities and just, we, we saw a lot of craft beer coming in from out of the state, mostly from like the West Coast or Colorado. And there wasn't a lot being made locally that was being put in like package, like cans. Um, and we thought, you know, if we made a production packaging brewery that put beer in cans, we might, might be a good thing. And uh, we started to plan the business and, and then the law changed in Minnesota to allow for tap rooms right in the middle of our planning, which was a new thing, commonly known as the Surly Law in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And uh, we were able to sort of adjust our plans. And, you know, when we opened up in August of 2012, we were kind of like the first brewery to have this tap room. And, and you know, I just remember the first day looking out in the tap room and uh, it was packed. And, you know, I remember we had like a thousand bucks left in our checking account and the place is packed and I didn't know anybody. I didn't know any of the people. They were, mm -hmm. they weren't my friends, you know, like there were a couple of friends scattered here and there, but people were really excited about it. And, um, that excitement for, I think tap rooms and, you know, really gave us a boost at the beginning. And, and then we worked always really hard on making great beer and hiring the right people to do it. And then that's just let us uh, continue to lead us on this journey, you know, to now where we, you know, I think we're been pretty successful in the twin cities and we've you know moved into wisconsin in like a very indeed way which i'm sure we can talk more about so yeah yeah that's so really interesting um oh steve can i hop in of course you can <laughs> <laughs> um so tom um getting into just really quickly the tap room opening did you already have kind of a following of uh, beer friends before the tap room opened or that was the tap room the grand opening of indeed the tap room is the grand opening actually and oh uh gosh. we were I, we I, I just you just kind of jogged my memory but we were so quiet about indeed before we opened we never put anything on facebook nobody knew it was going on nobody knew it was happening except for our closest friends because we were so worried that our timeline would be delayed and delayed and delayed as we tried to get open so we tried to keep the expectations really low and it wasn't until literally we knew when we'd be opening, we like announced. And, um, I mean, I don't think we had more than like a few hundred Facebook followers at that time. Like I had like one, there was like a street festival in the neighborhood where the brewery is. And I had like sat out in May and like sold t-shirts on the loading dock. So some people kind of knew we were opening up there. Um, but yeah, otherwise it was very organic. And, it, and the other way it was organic was, the tap room opened up and we were one of the first ones in the, in the state really to at least to have like this kind of real legit tap room with space spread out and a bar and, you know, a place you might want to kind of come back to and check out. Um, and we started getting calls right away from liquor stores because people were coming to the, to the tap room and they were going to their local liquor store, which in Minnesota, it's not in grocery and they're asking for it. And then the liquor store owner is calling us saying, Hey, where can we get your beer? Where can we get your beer? That's awesome. And can you get us a beer? And then, and then, we had the canning line 
just about to get going. And then we kind of grew from there. And so it was a very organic beginning, which was really, really awesome. And the best way I think to build a following in a company. So wow. yeah. are, are you a brewer? Uh, I have been a brewer. Uh, I was a huge home brewer uh-huh. and that was certainly one of the things that led me into beer. Uh, but I never had this illusion in my head that I would be the brewer at Indeed. And, and from the very first day, we had a we have a guy named Josh who used to work at Town Hall, uh, who's been with us since day one and has been our head brewer. And since then, we've re- you know attracted awesome brewing talent. Um, in the beginning, I did a lot of brewing and did a lot of packaging. I did a lot of everything. I used to manage the tap room. I used to do all the accounting and. So, you know, I've done everything, but, um, and I am a brewer. And I think if you ask anybody on the production teams at Indeed, whether it be in Milwaukee or Wisconsin, like, I think they sort of still see me a little bit as a brewer, uh, where they kind of have, they trust that I think like a brewer, you know, that I have the same priorities as brewers do, um, which I think is a really positive thing in the beer industry. I'm not some sort of like Wall Street minded guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I believe in beer is like what I like to say. Yeah. And it's damn delicious. Thank it's... you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the people, I can't take much credit for how the beer tastes today. I mean, well, um, high five Josh for us. Yeah. yeah totally. chance. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> guys, guys, this is the best sound. Hang on a second. You're going to crack. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's happiness. Um, so uh, we may jump around in all kinds of order here on these questions, yeah. but Tom, I've got to admit, uh, and be honest, I walked by, uh, because I work in the area, uh, um, and I walked by and I thought, what the hell, some place from Minnesota is moving in here, you know, what are they doing there? You know, this is a Milwaukee craft beer, Milwaukee beer city, um, and didn't quite know what to expect and found that, um, the people in the tap room there um, were so friendly and so welcoming. And then the beer is out of this world. And then I send you an email and you respond like within, I don't even, I mean, so quickly. And, and I'm like, hmm, this is, this is a really interesting thing for, for our city here in Milwaukee. And um, wondering what the appeal was for you guys, because this is, is, is this, from what I know, it's the first city you've moved into. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and why did you, why did you choose to come to Milwaukee? Yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, I'm, you know, always makes me really happy to hear, um, you know, people enjoying the people that we have working for us because they are everything that is everything about our company. And, um, I think they're everything when it comes to the experience people have. I mean, those people make the beer and provide the experience and the hospitality. I mean, we take all those things super seriously at Indeed in our own Indeed way. Um, you know, ever since we, we opened, we've always been geared at being a production kind of oriented brewery, producing beer to sell uh, through distribution into bars and restaurants, liquor stores, grocery stores. And, you know, we had seven years or so here where we had a lot of runway in Minnesota. Um, to grow and including even the twin cities where we continue to grow. Um, and we've always received lots of calls from distributors from Wisconsin, from South Dakota, Iowa, I mean, California, Washington, 
you know, people have always been reaching out to us and saying, Hey, we'd really like to carry your beer, really like to carry your beer. And, you know, a lot of that was happening at a time when craft beer was sort of on this just rocket ship ride upwards. And we've always said, no, um, we say no all the time at indeed. <laughs> and it's because we, I think we've, we've gotten kind of big in a way, like compared to a lot of really small breweries, you know, um, indeed produce, you know, we produced, uh, I think about 17,000 barrels of beer last year as a, as a, as a brewery, um, which is that's way awesome. bigger than yeah. I could show you our business plan. And that's like year 25, <laughs> um, you know, but saying no, like, and so like in particular, when you talk about Wisconsin, like I've always been aware that, uh, Wisconsin just on paper is the, the only state that borders Minnesota that has any people in it. In fact, there's more people in Wisconsin than in Minnesota. And, uh, there's no secret that people in Wisconsin love beer. Uh, you know, so it's like, it's a great beer state, but every time a distributor called us from Wisconsin and said, Oh, we, you know, let's sign a deal. Let's sell it. We'll sell your beer in Wisconsin. It's going to be great. You maybe had a conversation with them, but I, we always said no. And it was just because I never thought that I always thought Wisconsin was going to be an important part of our future, not only because of just that population factor, uh -huh. but then also I love Wisconsin. I've been deer hunting in Wisconsin for about 10 years. Uh, you know, it's a go-to kind of vacation spot for me. Um, it's just, you know, I had a serious girlfriend in Wisconsin for a long, I was from Wisconsin for a long time. And it's just a place that I've always been really connected to. And, and obviously you live in the twin cities. It's literally a 15 minute drive away. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just the other weekend I was paddling down the St. Croix river and we chose to paddle on the left side of the river. Cause that was the Wisconsin side for most of the day. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, so we said no all the time. And, and that was just because we didn't think that just putting our beer in a truck and sending it there was going to be like the answer to, to being successful in Wisconsin. And so we sat on it and it wasn't until about, uh, two years ago where, um, I had sort of stepped back and looked at our business as a whole and, and, you know, thought like, gosh, you know, one thing that we have that's really, really great is our tap room in Minnesota. And I think it's a different experience in a lot of places. I think that we do things really well. People obviously really enjoy it. Um, and in Minnesota, we're limited though. We can only have one tap room by law. And as being an entrepreneur and like, alcohol can be very frustrating at times because you have these ideas and you turn around and they say, no, you can't do that. It's illegal. No, you can't do that. That doesn't work. And I get that. And so part of the, the thing you can do is try to find ways to, to do things that others haven't figured out. And, and I, I was just thinking like, where could we do more tap room? And it's like, well, at the same time, how could we be successful in Wisconsin if we ever want to go to Wisconsin? And when I say successful, it's not like sell a ton of beer. It's like have a meaningful business there. Um, you know, us coming to Milwaukee is not some Panera bread expansion, like us on our way to having locations in all these different places. There are no plans to do any other cities or any other States, uh, at all. I mean, we talk about having a second location in Wisconsin someday, that's it. So, you know, that kind of led me to this question of like, what if we could do a tap room in, in Wisconsin? Um, and at first it was actually Minnesota that said, no, you can't do that. That'd be illegal. You, we wouldn't renew your license in Minnesota because we say you can only have one tap room. And so if you open up a tap room in Wisconsin or in Connecticut or on Mars, that you're in violation of that. And we had some adult conversations along with our, 
attorney with the state and kind of got them to see the light and Wisconsin was really cool about it. And then, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I hadn't spent an enormous amount of time in Milwaukee uh, before this sort of endeavor. I had been there and, and really enjoyed it. Um, but then I was like, okay, well, it's time to go maybe look around in Wisconsin and see where we might want to go. Like, if we were going to do this, is it Eau Claire? Is it La Crosse? Is it Madison? Is it the Fox River Valley? Is it like some sort of supper club thing in the country? Or is it Milwaukee? And um, it took me like, I didn't even have to visit all those other places with that mindset. I just had to go to Milwaukee, like with that mindset. And it was like, so apparent that that, that, that was just the home for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the city is very, especially Walker's point was like very reminiscent of where we are in the twin cities and in, in Minneapolis and Northeast Minneapolis. There's just this vibe there that I feel like is so positive and moving in a great direction where there's just like a lot of opportunity. Um, and yeah. And then the next thing I did after that was actually the, the first thing I really did once we were kind of serious about it is I went around and talked to a lot of the local brewers and said, Hey, like, you know, if you had, if they hadn't met me, I introduced myself and then like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Like, what do you think? And I got a lot of positive feedback right away, but like, you know, Hey, like that's kind of interesting actually. And, you know, and I was being honest too. I'm like, would you guys okay? Like, would you be okay if some Minnesota brewery came in? So yeah, that's, that's kind of how we ended up there. It's, it's, it's really rooted in this idea. Like if we're going to be in Wisconsin beer wise and whatever way that is that I just don't want to be standing on my loading dock in Minneapolis and wave goodbye to the truck and hope everything goes okay. Yeah. Uh, that's so. really cool. Well, yeah, that's understandable. And, uh, great that you chose Milwaukee. Oh man. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> Seriously. Um, uh, and a pretty excellent location you guys are um right next to are you uh movita yeah and then yeah. clock shadow creamery is next yeah. to and just down the road is anodyne coffee so yeah you've got we got camino right there and, and camino, that's right stenny's uh you got the noble um i mean it's you're in it restaurant row and and yeah there's a lot of action happening down there there's more developments coming in and things like that like um it's a great the one thing i still want though is we share a wall with movita and we share a wall with clock shadow creamery i'm still working on getting some sort of pipe that comes through the wall from clock shadow creamery and just sort of like dispenses cheese curds into it <laughs> on demand um, you have to they look at me like i'm crazy when i talk about this no. but i'm like it's gonna happen um moment. no that's visionary yes <laughs> that's right I can't. I can't wait to go there and be and just go. Yeah, you know what? I could use a couple of curds with like an ice, like an ice machine in a hotel or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So those teas are. I think they they have fresh ones. I think it's Tuesdays and Thursdays or something. I can't remember the schedule. Maybe it's changed. You guys, I I literally just got a text from a friend because he's been asking me, where do you, where can I get Mexican honey? Where can I get Mexican honey? Oh. <laughs> he was asking me all day. And I'm telling him, like, just go to, go to, um, total wine and, uh, total wine four packs. Yeah. yeah. And he literally just texted me a photo of what he's drinking and it's the indeed flavor wave IPA. That's what I'm drinking right now. Yeah. So I have not How tried is it? that. I haven't had it. I, I think flavor is fantastic. And, um, it's really interesting. Like over the years, how our beer portfolio has evolved and the sales in it have evolved. And we actually never really had an IPA 
we used to do seasonal IPAs and we still do some, but we never had a year round IPA. We had day tripper, which is our pale ale from the very beginning. Uh, and it was about, I guess about two years ago now, maybe a year and a half, two years ago that we launched flavor wave as a year round IPA. And, uh, it was pretty, pretty insane how much volume it started to do very quickly. It's got like a lot of the flavor and aroma characteristics of a hazy, but it's not super hazy and chunky. So it, it, it does better in the can for like a three month shelf life, which we're, you know, really serious about our package quality. Um, yeah. And we're experiencing, that's one really cool thing we've been doing in Milwaukee is that that's sort of our test and pilot brewery. And we've been working on a lot of different kind of hazy and different funky things down there. So there's, it's really cool to watch. We've got a few things in the pipeline that were developed in Milwaukee that are going to become uh, beer you know, releases out of indeed Minneapolis at the more of the bigger production brewery. We've already done a few labeled cans, including one called Hello Milwaukee, which was a, oh. uh, a collaboration with 1864 and, um, uh, and 1840. Sorry. Get my dates mixed up. Oh, yeah. you, that was you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my We're, gosh. I still have that bottle. Sitting yeah. there. I, I obviously drank it all already. I love yeah. the beer, but um, I saw the, the bottle. Cause I, every time I see that, I think of that seventies show. Yeah. And he, I know he says hello, Wisconsin, but I still think of it. And uh, I was like, God, that's such a great name for a beer. Hello. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't know a little, uh, little Miller esque, you know, it's kind yep. of our little tribute to high life. And yep. I heard murmurs going around that, that, that a while back that there were murmurs that, uh, Miller, they weren't super happy about it, but I'm kind of like, well, bring it on. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll well, you want to. <laughs> Hello, Milwaukee uh, is also from the the. I think it's the Channel 12 News, the song. Oh, nice. Yeah, it yeah. used they used to have a theme song of whoa. Hello, Milwaukee. Oh, that's whoa. Yeah. that's taking me back. I forgot yeah. about that. And uh, I've got to oh, give a shout. I've got to give a shout to 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 Ben Genner, who is uh, who's now pissed that he's not on the podcast to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> well, we can catch up another time i'm yeah, just happy to yeah. Do so. yeah yeah we'll just well when it every when things open back up come down to indeed yeah i love the idea that you're using um this sounds terrible at but that you're using milwaukee as kind of the guinea pig because uh, for for experimental beers because that excites a lot of people who are into beer, they're like, "Oh, I want to go down to yeah. Indeed and see what see what they're uh, what they're working on right now." I've seen, I've actually seen quite a bit of that um, at eighteen forty. Yeah, collaborated with um, where they're kind of like, "Oh, we're, we've been experimenting with this. We've only got a couple barrels of it." So, but it's just that kind of engagement with uh, customers is the kind of stuff that keeps them coming back and enjoying the different stuff that you have to offer. Yeah, so that's, it, that's it keeps the customers cool. happy. And I'll be honest too, it keeps our brewers happy. Milwaukee is a great outlet for our staff, both in Milwaukee and Minneapolis to be able to try new things. And um, before this whole shit storm hit, we were, you had a lot of brewers that were kind of going back and forth and going down there and spending a few days and brewing in the brew house there. And um, it's important, you know, we, we are at heart a very small brewery uh, in it can become very difficult as you grow to maintain that you have to build in the capacity to do it. Otherwise you'll just become a beer factory. And we built in some of that capacity in Minneapolis for sure. And it remains there. Uh, but adding Milwaukee is, is, and we're really just getting started down there is like a huge opportunity for us to continue to be super creative 
forget about the beer for a minute. Let's, okay. Let's forget about the beer. Let's talk about the beer cans. Yeah. Who does the artwork Actually, wait, for these things? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Back up. What? We didn't even talk about what where Indeed came from. We didn't. Oh, that's a good story. I just thought of that. I'm looking at the can. I'm like, wait, where did Indeed? Where did the name Indeed even yeah. come from? All right. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Ready? Okay. Go. All right. <laughs> it's like 2011, and uh, we've been having meetings planning Indeed. And we've been trying to figure out a name. We've kind of been fighting about it. There were a lot of really bad name ideas, in my opinion. I was sitting at home, probably in my underwear, on my recliner, watching a HBO series called The Wire. Oh, there yeah. Was, yeah, there's a character in there. His uh, name is Omar. He's like kind of a bad dude, but very lovable at the same time. And, and numerous times throughout the show, he, he says, oh, indeed. <laughs> and I was sitting there watching it late at night, like, chilling out. And I was like, that's kind of a cool word, you know, like it's kind of fun and positive. And so, yeah, we, we ended up naming the brewery indeed. And it's basically named after Omar and the wire, which any wire fan gets pretty excited about. Yeah. I was going to say people who are big and there is a cult following. Yeah. Fans of the, I have, I've never seen, I think actually I shouldn't say I've never seen, I've seen maybe one or two episodes, but every time I say that there is somebody in the group that goes, oh, yeah. you've never seen the never? wire. I, I think I've watched the entire series at least four or five times. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, Steve, sorry. I, I Whatever. had to back us up. <laughs> Whatever. I should have, I'm just going to walk four feet and get a beer. You guys, I can hear you. So keep, tell me what's up next here. All right. Okay. Steve, light it up. Light, uh, light it up. I'm like, I've asked, I asked the question, and you just came in and like bullied me <laughs> right out I of the barreled, way. I barrel rolled. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I felt the punch. That's my fault. I felt the That's punch my to my gut on that through, one. Through the, uh, through the headphones. Right headphones. through the headphones. Oh, I love that sound. Um, <laughs> Good sound. Yeah, Tom. I'm. I mean, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm. I've got Day Tripper in front of me. Me too. And, and it's just a, a a brilliantly illustrated uh can and, and detailed. I, I look at the photo of uh the fun photo uh, fun photo. The fun graphics on the the IPA that Ben sent over to me. Um who who does this artwork? Yeah. Uh his name is Chuck Yu and his full name is Chuck Ungamak, but his artist name is Chuck Yu, and he's been uh, working with us since we started. We were looking for an artist. We knew we wanted art to be a big part of our brand at the beginning, and we kind of put out a call for people to sort of send some samples, and we ended up meeting with them, and Chuck was the one that – actually, it's pretty funny. We, we sat down and met with them, and he showed us his stuff, and I was, like, boring, and uh, – Cause he showed us all these like commercial samples, you know, uh -huh. he had like designed like a cigarette pack or something like that. And he's like, well, do you want to see the weird stuff? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We want to see the weird stuff. Like, and he pulled out all this weird stuff and we were like, holy shit, this is amazing. So we've been working with him on a freelance basis forever. And, and basically how it works is um, we come up with a new brand and we go to him and kind of give him like some loose parameters on what we're thinking about. If there's like a, certain theme or character to it and he goes ahead and designs artwork with it and then we have an internal uh designer as well which is one of the best hires we've ever made a guy named andy Kikoffer. 
and Andy does um, works with Chuck to kind of get things going and then helps lay out the can and takes the art and adapts it to it. So the day tripper can that you're looking at, this is probably the sixth. We've been in business for about eight years. This might be the fifth or sixth version of a day tripper can. And if you get a chance, if you Google day tripper can, you might be able to find like the original one. And it, we've come a long ways in our branding where like the original day tripper can, I don't even know if it said indeed on it. I mean, it was kind of a mess, <laughs> you know, it was really cool. It was like, what the heck is that? But like, uh, we've come a long ways as far as making things really kind of for the places like total wine that want things to look really good on the shelves. And we realize that customers, you know, our consumers make their decisions in literally seconds. So, um, and ultimately, too, we've always believed in this idea that we're going to make great beer. We want to make as, as great a beer as possible. We're going to keep investing in that. But that really, if people are going to spend nine, 10, 11, $12 on a six pack of beer, that you got to deliver them quality throughout. And that includes the branding. It includes uh, really all levels of it, the people and everything else. So we, we take that investment that people make in our beer very seriously and just try to do everything we can to make all aspects of it like a, a good value. Well, there you go, Adam. That's there how, that's it's, how the cans are designed. I mean, I think it's one of those things where maybe not everybody talks about it, but I have definitely gone into a liquor store and purchased a beer because it looked cool. Oh yeah. I don't want to name names. I've done it. It wasn't oh. Indeed, though. I actually knew about Indeed when I I was looking for Indeed Brewing when I went in last time. And I have to thank, uh, it was Patrick who I, I gave my card to, and he he uh, uh, passed the word on to you. And, yeah, I got uh, your card sitting right here, actually. You graciously followed up. So. It's on fire. <laughs> I'm lighting it up. Yeah. I'm burning it. <laughs> I'm my little Bolton board, actually. I'm resting my, my can of beer on it. Yeah. Patrick is 50, 50% of the reason I, I want to go to Milwaukee. Right? You know, it's like he's just a great guy. I, I'd say that about all, all of our employees. But Yeah, it was uh, cool because I was sitting at the bar with a friend, and uh, it was our first time there. And we didn't know what to try or, or you know how things worked. And, and he just walks up and he's standing you know standing because i like the end of the bar and uh yeah. just starts breaking it down for us and uh and got me hooked on the mexican honey we love 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 that you're in milwaukee um if Thank people if people want to connect with you or indeed where are the best places uh, the website or social yeah. you guys are yeah. all over the place yeah I mean, certainly you could definitely go to our website indeedbrewing.com um social we have uh facebook obviously which I believe is just uh, Facebook slash Indeed Brewing. Uh, Instagram, we have two Instagram accounts. We have both one for uh, Minneapolis and then one for Milwaukee. So I'd, we just started the Milwaukee one maybe three, four months ago. So I would certainly, anybody who's listening to to this podcast, like please join our Milwaukee Instagram, which we um, we have a great following on Instagram. We, and we work really hard on, on making, not clogging your, your feet up with a bunch of BS and, and, uh, boring, you know, promotional stuff. We do some pretty cool things on there. Um, you can obviously follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, I'm not going to throw the hashtags out or the, the, the handles. I'm sure you can find it. Um, we have great beer to go programs going on right now, both in Minneapolis and Milwaukee, which you can uh, order online at indeedbrewing.com, uh, including merchandise. And we do lots of different cool kind of 
promotional things like flight nights, which you can see on our Facebook page. Um, you can always email me if you have any questions. It's just tom at indeedbrewing.com. And I will respond to you probably way faster than is normal. Yes. Um, I can attest <laughs> to that. Yeah. <laughs> We're there. We're in Milwaukee right down there at 530 South 2nd Street. I would also encourage people, you know, definitely consider getting some beer from us at the brewery or in Minneapolis or Milwaukee, but also, uh, you know, support your local grocery and liquor store and support your local restaurants. Milwaukee, you, know, you can get drinks to go since in Minneapolis and whether they, uh, sell indeed beer or not. Like, I think it's a really good time to, you know, basically remember that the, you know, your spend is another person's income. And that's especially true. I think right now with any, anybody who's doing restaurants. Um, so down in Walker's point, there's a lot of really great restaurants that I think are doing pretty well right now, despite everything, but you know, there's not as much foot traffic and things like that going on. So consider, consider maybe going down to Walker's point and maybe grabbing some beer from indeed and maybe grabbing a burger from Camino or pizza from fixture and, support that neighborhood, which has uh, got lots of great prosperity ahead of it, but you know, is definitely struggling through this current situation. So those will be my pitches if you let me do these here at the end. I don't know if you're gonna cut all that out or not. <laughs> that never <laughs> happened. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll never do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Well, we're, we're, we're glad to have you in Milwaukee. And I think you touched on something that can't be, can't be emphasized enough. And it's that, um, you know, sometimes people can operate from a position of scarcity and, uh, it seems like, uh, your willingness to come here and the, the, uh, reactions you got from other brewers in town was, no, there's abundance. There's enough for everybody here. There's enough room for everybody and we can all have a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I hope that um, I think the majority of brewers in Milwaukee have definitely embraced that attitude and have been super friendly to us. And um, for those that maybe haven't, which I think there's probably been a few, uh, that doesn't bother me at all either because you know what, actions speak louder than words. And uh, as far as Indeed goes, you know, like we we are really coming into Milwaukee with uh, what I believe is with the best intentions. It's personal for me. Uh, I love the city. I think it's amazing. I miss it when I'm not there. Um, I look forward to our future there and I look forward to making great beer and making more and more friends and doing great things in the community, you know, through our charitable giving program. And um, yeah, so it's, it's like, you know, we don't, we aren't, we don't feel entitled to Milwaukee embracing us, uh, but we're down there. On, on South Second Street and Walker's Point, you know, and come check us out. Uh, give us a shot. And uh, if you don't like it, please email me, tom at indeedbrewing.com and let me know what we're doing wrong. <laughs> I'd love to hear. Rock so, on. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You hey. guys have been great. This is really fun. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on. Adam, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. This is really fun. Cool. And we get to have a couple of Indeed beers while we did it. I yeah, think, I had a couple before right. I started and I had a couple during it, so I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Uh, same, same, same. Well, I get to go to Milwaukee tomorrow. <laughs> all right. That's all positive right now. So, Adam. Yeah. Steve. And now. Black Belt Theater.